Hey everyone, and welcome back to my first anime episode five. I'm Chris Bailey. Uh, Salvador, also known as Monkey, and Anthony Vaught. And with this one, we're going to be picking up at session twelve of Cowboy Bebop Jupiter Jazz, another one written by Keiko Nobumoto, both parts. And our first of only two two-parters in the entire series. And uh, it doesn't come till partway through the episode, but have you guys ever paid any attention to the scrolling text that is uh, in the opening animation for Tank? Paid attention to in terms of I've seen it, but I haven't. Have you ever like tried to read it? I saw a little bit of it, but I haven't. I was thinking that today is I bet someone's like you <laughs> wrote down every single thing that scrolls through there. No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> I kept seeing you light up. I couldn't tell if you were trying to talk. No, I was just drinking water. My bad. Water got um, up my nose too. Nice, dude. So yeah, people have obviously gotten all that and it's really not that much, but the bumper for these two episodes takes the very, very end of it. Which says, the work which becomes a new genre itself will be called dot 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 Cowboy Bebop. And these two episodes are the perfect place to put that because this is where Cowboy Bebop starts making a statement. And really is like, this is what this fucking show is. We are... They, they combine so much. They do so much with just these two episodes. And in a way, really, Cowboy Bebop kind of did become a genre in and of itself. I just wanted to throw that out there. And yeah, we can jump right into the beginning of part one. Um, Bro, get roasted. Op- <laughs> what? What? The spiritual Indian guy called him a pitiful soul. Get fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what what does he say at the beginning there? Uh, first, he's like, it's the tear of a warrior or something like that. And then it's like something about a pitiful soul after. So like first he kind of gives him a compliment and then he's like, but he's also pitiful. Does he say something different at the beginning at, than at the end? Or does he say the no, same, exact thing, same thing? Okay. I thought he said something different. Or right, as far as I heard it's the exact same thing so it's basically so it's something like the tear of a warrior who could not whose battle is finished on earth but couldn't find his way to the great spirit or yeah, something yeah. or yeah, not well, on earth but on whatever yeah well, here's the quote um the the kid says a star just fell from the sky the laughing bull that's what his name is the shaman not the native american or indian uh that's not that is not an ordinary star, my son. The star is a tale of a warrior. What warrior is that? The son says. A lost soul who finished the battle somewhere on this planet. A pitiful soul who could not find his way to the lofty realm where the great spirit awaits us all. Which obviously taken in isolation doesn't have a ton of meaning, but I think it's something to consider going through these episodes, especially with reference to Gren. No comment. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say something. I'm like, okay. I got are we, nothing. Are we going to get past this point? Are we going to keep... Th- what was that again, Owens? <laughs> no. Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right, fuck these three dudes. Can we start there now? 
What three dudes? Um, oh, you're talking about the, the van people? The three old van? guys? The people <laughs> who's in charge of the syndicate? Yeah. Oh, oh the old sure. gang-related stuff? Which is fucking random, right? <sighs> I mean, you could tell it's going to be a syndicate versus syndicate, I think, from the earlier episodes, but... They're, they're not, like, in charge of the syndicate, right? They're, like, in charge of, like, the whole empire, right? That's what those three people are? Uh, if it has, I didn't pick that up. Because, what's it called? The guy who died in the, the first time Vicious show up, guess what, you guys? Vicious is back. He didn't die. I thought he died. No, he just did. I mean, no, you did. Third viewing, I was like, oh my gosh, Vicious died in the very beginning. Apparently, he did not die. But, uh, what's it called? The, the one where he killed the, the leader of the Red Dragon Syndicate. I don't know what's his name. You remember what was his name, Orange? Uh, Mao Yenrai. Yeah. So I'm wondering if those three people, the three old people, are like the leader of the villain organization or something like that? Do you uh, know? They were Red Dragon. Oh, they were Red I Dragon? I don't know if Mao Yenrai... I don't think Mao Yenrai was like the leader. I think he was just a captain. That's so random. Okay, that's just weird. I don't understand this like hierarchy they have over this. This is one of the first times that I have issues with the voice actors. <laughs> okay. I had to turn subtitles on for these fuckers. Oh, oh you, you can They're all handle? old, gruff corpses, and they're just terrible. Like, I don't care. I get you're old. Just talk so I can hear you. Uh, so I watched the Japanese version. Why don't you give me a sample of what the English version sounds like? Uh, I will not. <laughs> Come on, man. I'd have to look it back up again. I tried to do a Christopher Walken earlier today, and it turns out that it was not. Do they sound like Christopher Walken? No, no they, they don't. do not. I'm, I'm just showing, like, a giving precedent of how bad my fucking attempt at voice acting is. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Which, it sounds like they told me to go do it, and then they're like, we can barely hear them, it's perfect. And then they just released the <laughs> sub. Or the uh, dub. But that's that's the only issue I had with them. Cause like they were, I feel like they were giving me like plot points and shit, and I had to like stop and turn on just to hear it. It was just a lot, right? Which I'm gonna come back to in the next episode too. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. No, go ahead. Well, did we get anything like super valuable out of that that I missed? Well, do you you know what Vicious is gonna go get from the planet, right? I know now. But I don't know if it was explained earlier and I just missed it. But I know he was going for Red Eye. Yeah, which is really fucking interesting. The fact that they tied Red Eye from the very first episode. I wasn't super surprised about that. That's, uh, you don't show a gun in the first act if you don't use an act three. Uh, a lot of times they don't go back to, like, original stuff in the episodes or something like that. I don't think so. You you think it, you think it's not as random as I think it is, Owens? Um, I think it's one for just consistency and world building and two to be to um kind of make the syndicate feel a little more omnipresent. Yeah, like oh yeah, they they they're the big red eye dealers, so you know, they've kind of been crossing paths with syndicate stuff since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but the only thing outside of exposition I really think we got from the three dudes was one of them says to Vicious as he's walking away is a snake cannot eat a dragon. Such a great line. Which 
hey, spoiler, as vicious as the snake and he trying to eat that dragon. <laughs> and the dragon is the syndicate. Yeah. It's almost like through the red dragon syndicate. What? I know I should have I should have said spoiler alert before I mentioned that. It's all I, I mean, I think it's also that specific line is a good way and these two episodes in general I think are a good way to make Vicious feel a little more grounded. Where especially his archetype of villain tends to be uh insanely powerful and invincible for no reason. I still say Vicious is still like that. Um I don't really think that. I mean, he kind of loses in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. And he ne- he didn't really beat Spike. I mean, yeah, he fucking kills a bunch of people in the earlier episodes. Yeah. And I honestly don't remember if we get any more uh, vicious runs run-ins with the Syndicate, but... Anyway... Um. Oh, so we uh we show up at the Bebop crew, and guess what? Everybody's fucking hot. Does anybody know the reason why everybody's hot inside the Bebop crew? I mean, we figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> what is it? It's because she took antifreeze. She took the money and the antifreeze away from the fucking crew. This bitch. Oh my god. I'm just saying. I'm one of those people that grow fucking hot, and she steals my antifreeze and make me hot and sweaty. Oh my gosh. I'll be so fucking mad. I'm I'm not a happy person. <laughs> I, I I why did she take the antifreeze? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because she was going to Callisto, maybe? I don't fucking know. I guess that could slightly make sense if she's going to that really Well wait, no, hold on. I don't know. But <laughs> I really like the later comment of the safe stuff. And then we hear Spike get triggered right after. Or what? No, no. He says, free at last. (laughs) (laughs) When he finds the note. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Getting getting rid of Faye. I love Faye. Faye is fantastic, but I could not handle that kind of woman. I just couldn't. I just can't. And then we hear Spike get triggered. Yeah, because um, Ed name, finds. Julia. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ed finds a. Um, Ed finds was it and. Was it's not internet program, but she finds like something in the into space, or the. She just finds a, a code name. Yeah, Julia. While looking for Faye, yeah. And they find out it's uh, from the Blue Crow on Callisto. Yeah. Um, which, remember last time when we talked about the theme of loneliness in this show? Oh, yeah. I These all about two episodes episode. are absolutely drenched in it. Yeah. Like, all across the board. Even maybe Ed a little bit gets some. No, Ed's got Ein. Yeah, I know, but still. So we find that the blue crystal is an all-man's planet. 
This is really fucking weird. How does that happen? I don't know. They didn't fucking explain anything about it yet. Yeah. I mean, they ha- they don't even explain it in the, like, the next few episodes or whatever. They just say this planet is just full of guys. Which just sounds like a party to me. But... I literally wrote that down with a question mark, like, to come back to later. Like, did they really fucking say that? And Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's an all-man's planet. Which yeah, I'm I mean... just saying, with, with Faye going into that planet, I'm just saying, it's not like... She's not gonna have a happy time. Like, I... I don't know what to say, like... Dude, I figured she would. Um, she loves that fucking attention. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the great scene of Ed sleeping on Ayn. And Ayn trying to get away, but Ayn can't get away because he's just... Escape is futile. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Is this the first time we learn how long the crew has been together? Or how long Spike and Jet have been together? Yes, three years. Okay, I wasn't sure if they had mentioned it early in the series or yeah, not. Yeah, and kind of just a little bit before that, though, uh, I'm sure you guys may have picked up on it, but <laughs> Jet's still playing that overprotective against the women stuff. What do you mean? Like, he was, like, he's so dead set on, like, I'm going after Faye, and he's like, oh, I'm going after Julia or whatever. And, like, Jet even's like, he can't protect herself out there. Like, he's still doing that overprotecting thing, which led him away from his previous love. No, no, his previous love is garbage. She doesn't know, she can't think for herself whatsoever. Well, and he's just all agree <laughs> with that. Like, no. She's, she's not a great person. I mean, she puts herself in debt really badly. Uh, she hooks up with a guy that really can't do anything. I mean, I know that she can do anything, but apparently she can't do anything either. Like, they ran away from the fucking police. But the important so, thing like, that we learned in that episode is Jet's overprotectiveness. Uh, no, in that episode, I just realized that Jet's, Jet's a really hunky guy, and I would not mind being with him. He's mine. If he's he's mine. That... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you take your little cocky um, Spike and get out of here. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Me and Spike would not have a good time. And Chris can he's have too Gren. cocky for me. Bro, I'll take Gren, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Gren seems all right. <laughs> Uh, not really. To me, it looks like Grin just went to suicide the entire time. So we'll get along great. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, you guys got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it with um, people, <laughs> So Spike and Jet have an argument. No, uh, about- hold up. I do want to say something on the Jet being overprotective point. Because I don't think he's necessarily being overprotective. I definitely think he is protective. But again, he's like just kind of the ship dad. Like Spike and Faye are like going off the rails constantly, and Jet's just trying to keep everyone a little level. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, Where's... at the beginning when I when I first wrote this down, it was like prior to him kind of psychoanalyzing it to her. Like you wanted us to catch you, didn't you? Kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I, I think Jet, more openly than Spike, probably, considers Faye to be a part of the crew. Yeah, he was happy when she left. <laughs> but yeah, now we get to the fight. I gotta I gotta side with Jet. <laughs> I mean, I don't is it a fight you take sides in? Uh no, but yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was just wasn't a huge fan of how cocky Spike got. 
<laughs> no, what we realized in this fight is, um, what's it called? Spike, if Julia's name is fucking put on the fucking floor or underground, I don't know how you pronounce And when, when Julia's name is put on blast, Spike has no fucking brains whatsoever. He's not, he cannot be reasoned with, he cannot do anything with it. Spike is just, does not think, and I think even Spike knows that it's just not a good idea to do this, but the fact that Julia's name is in this, he has to do it. Which is something we figure out, like, later on about Julia. Yeah, and I, I don't know that it's necessarily that Spike isn't thinking. Spike, to me, is just kind of... He's just drifting and, like, taking whatever comes to him and just either waiting to die or find Julia again. I don't think he, like, goes crazy or anything, but there, it's no secret that Julia is all he's after. It's all he wants. And, well, I guess to a lesser extent, Vicious, but... Yeah, so but, like, he... I'm just saying, if Spike was thinking, he would think, huh, Julia would not be in this stupid man-only planet. Such a weird thing. Maybe well, I shouldn't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... He's a smart guy. Is this the fact that Julian's name is put out, though? He has to go. He's like, I gotta go. He's not thinking through it. Like, Spike's actually a pretty... He's a clever guy. Is this Julian's name is put out, though? He has to figure out what's wrong. He's not thinking... If he was thinking, he would bring Jet along, and they wouldn't, like... Is this the fact that Julian's name is put out, though? I just hate it when mom and dad fight. Well... I mean, for me, I think you're right about Spike being smart, which, you know, for one, we find out that, hey, Julia actually was there for a while. Yeah, but it's like, still, like, I mean, he was right, the fact that Julia was there, but still, like, if you think about it, why would she be there? Like, Spike should have been, huh, why would she be there? Maybe I should ask my friends to help me, like, try to uncover this. Yeah. And I fucking love Spike. You guys know how much uh, I love Spike. I have his body pillow. I, I read his <laughs> oh, so you got that in the mail like, the other day? I'm, I'm glad it made yes. it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Happy, uh, happy Christmas. <laughs> Merry birthday. <laughs> I have his body pillow. I have all his yaoi. Like, fucking love Spike. But, like, this is the dumbest thing he could have done. Well, not the dumbest thing. The first time uh, him and Vista showed up was really dumb, too. But, like... If Julia's name is put out there, Spike is willing to do anything, and he's not putting his mind forward at all. Yeah, I agree. Oh, also, at the end of the argument, Spike says to himself, I don't even understand myself or himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, fucking Spike knows that he's doing something, like, not small. Is this Julia's name, dude? Like, if I go on the internet and I'm looking at Yaoi magazines and I see Spike, I automatically click it without thinking. It's the same thing. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how uncomfortable you made, Chris? <laughs> I think so. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just trying not to jump ahead. There's, It's much more nuanced than that, but I'll leave that for later. Oh, crap. So that's perfect jazz to introduce Blue Crow. Oh yeah, is that the that's the Julia song, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, good. Wait, maybe with Gren playing. Uh, yeah, when Gren was playing, it, it, you eventually find out Gren's playing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's called like it's called like Good Night Julia or something. Gotcha. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a good establishing shot, I think, uh, introduces us to Grant. Now, I don't know, is this the same in the dub where they're talking, um, they're in the bar scene, right, and she's talking to the bartender, then he, the jazz man, walks by, which we found out later is Grin, and they're talking, like, she sneezes and he says something, he's like, if you don't say that, you'll become a fairy, and she goes, I'm already a fairy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's also in the sub. Okay. The I'm joke is her sure. name is, is Faye. Okay, that makes sense. What's a joke? I don't If you understand. need me, I'll oh, be over Faye. here. I'm so yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> did you guys really not pick up on that? I didn't no, at I all. Just, I... <laughs> Which up. is funny. That's why I've I have it written down. I was so confused. Why would she say something? Like, she's not like gay or like the stereotypical, you know, fairy thing. She doesn't wear wings. Ah, she's a fae. Matt. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I've been playing D and D and I'm playing as a warlock and my pact is with a fae creature and I just did not connect those two, fae and fae. Really right, fucking stupid, my part. He says, like, I'm, you're not my type or whatever. Yep. And that kind of confused me, because the hookers just said that he was with women. Um. Are you sure they're not talking about him? They might not be, and uh, I'm just going to edit that out. Were, well, hold on. When If they're talking about Gren being with a woman, they're probably yeah. referring to Julia. And. Gotcha. It was just, I don't know. I don't, it, being, I mean. I, there is an implication that he hung around Julia. Yeah, for, she was there like I don't know how many months ago, but or years. Yeah, I I think it was. I don't know. I think she was there for a few months. I don't think they established how long ago it was. What's with the masks? Sorry, um, I'm skipping ahead. Unless you guys have anything else. Oh no, dude! No. I have I have something very important to to um get across. I know what it is, but you can have it. <laughs> okay uh hold on just to to uh finish off that other point i do not think that gren is into women i think he's asexual sure why not i mean i i don't know dude i don't know what to tell you i don't know what he is but i, don't, I when he says you're not my type to fay i think he's being totally serious so go ahead monkey what's super important okay so we get the first shot of spice a spice of Spike inside this fucking planet, and you know what he's wearing? Boy, do I a, a pink coat. fluffy jacket, which I'm like, who the fuck would wear a pink fluffy jacket? Like, there's no way I could pull it off. But you know who can pull it off, you guys? Spike you guys are fucking off. Thank you, Owens. Fucking crying out loud. I, think I, I won't give shit. it to you ever. Not once, not never. <laughs> he wears that fucking jacket fantastically, and I fucking love it. I'm I like, will not analyze his jacket. <laughs> it's Bro, so good. <laughs> Spike's puffy jacket is like, it's a thing. All right, oh I'm going to give you guys five minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't need to talk about it. We just have to acknowledge Spike's it's puppy so jacket. It's so good. I don't know. I don't understand how the fuck he makes it look so fucking awesome. I know I can't wear a pink fluffy jacket. I know I can't. I remember when I was younger, I would wear those blue p puffy jackets. Hey, when you go older than fucking 15, you're not wearing puffy jackets anymore. But the fact he's wearing this big puffy jacket, and I'm just like, this guy is so fucking cool, and I can't deal with it. Until we get to the next scene, but. <laughs> okay. Um, so to answer your question, Anthony, uh, they don't explain the masks. I would assume it has something to do with atmosphere. But 
more than that, I think it's just to make it to create. I feel like look. it was just to denote henchmen. Yeah, maybe. Because even the main guy is not using masks. Yeah. But yeah, Spike is fucking triggered. Yeah, dude. You know why he's triggered? Because <laughs> they said Julia. Thank you. Thank you. No, because they asked if he was vicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right, too. Specific. <laughs> vicious. Yeah, would Vicious wear a pink jacket? Pink puffy jacket? No, no he's not. Vicious you know why? He's more of a kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking awful person. He's like fucking Anthony, peacock motherfucker. Go peacock somewhere hey, else, assholes. You leave the peacocks alone. <laughs> peacocks are fucking next, awesome. <laughs> I don't know, Not dude. If I'm <laughs> wearing my pink puffy jacket, I look fucking awesome. No, I can't do it. I, I know I can't pull it off. It's a dream, though. It's a dream. Okay, where was we? Uh, Spike beats the shit out of those dudes. <laughs> Oh, we are forgetting it. The, the guy that uh, Spike was talking to, that guy has an awesome fucking hat. Does anybody know what the name of that hat is? I don't remember the Like hat. the Russian style hat? Yes, that one. I don't know what specifically what the name of it is. I don't know either, but I just love the hat. I, I just know, wanted to bring uh, that across. Oh. Because Jet wears something similar later on in this. Uh, yeah. In this, yeah. Yes, he does. Nushanka. Also, you guys forgetting one part. So Spike gets mad. What does he punch whenever he gets mad? Uh, he punches a pipe, right? It was like yeah, a plastic, he punches a piece of plastic pipe. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, plastic pipe. <laughs> that was metal. You don't give that shit. Did, did you see any breakage? No, you saw. It was a plastic pipe. It wasn't a plastic pipe. Don't give me that plastic pipe. <laughs> I'll give you this plastic pipe. <laughs> but then he st he starts with a um he starts with a fucking flying kick. To start off the match. How awesome is that? The yeah, that's one of the few times that he again kids. fights first. Yep, exactly. And guess whose name was mentioned? Vicious, so. Yep. Picking up on common themalities. See, I can do it too, Chris. <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. They're called so, motifs, though. <laughs> ah. So we get an awesome scene with uh, Spike basically beating up all these motherfuckers. And I fucking love it. Yeah, it was a nice fight, even through his anger. Yep. Yeah, and it's the last one we get for a while. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. So, I hope you savored it. <laughs> we get a gunfight um, shortly. Yeah, but it's the last, like, Spike doing cool shit fight we get for a while. <laughs> um. Then we get Jet arriving on Callisto. He heads over to that. <laughs> the... The bar where only people with bounties hang out. Yeah, apparently Which seems ill-conceived. What do you mean me, ill-conceived? Who the fuck would visit uh, Callisto? Callisto seems like a godforsaken planet. Okay, but they specifically have a bar for people with bounties to hang out, so they don't get bounty hunted, right? Yeah. But if I'm a bounty hunter and I want a bounty on Callisto, I think I know where I'm going. Yeah, but like if people know that you're a bounty hunter, they will. They would shoot your ass. Yeah, they don't but clearly know. they don't, because Jet just comes in and hangs. Yeah, because Jet Jet doesn't tell them that he's a bounty hunter. I does feel he? like the dude used the same argument. That, like, you're not a cop, right? You do. If you, if you are, you have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he just used that kind of defense to be like, you're not a bounty hunter, right? You don't look like one. All right, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> dude didn't even ask. Like, <laughs> Which, uh, also, hey, the old men are hanging out in there. Oh, yeah, I the old guys are hanging out. Uh, yeah, they're like know, off in the corner. You know what number this is? What? Uh, I have five that I've spotted. 
Okay. I'm not keeping track of you all, so. All right, so uh, I'm going to sum this up, right? So saxophone guys, Grin, who's selling yes. red-eyed to Vicious. Yes. And just happens to find Faye. Yes. Well, isn't this just convenient? There's only one bar at this place. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's two. Is there another What's one? What's the Bounty Hunter one? bar? Oh, yeah, there's the Bounty Hunter bar. Oh, that's What's... right. Or the Bounty Bar. And Does anybody know what drink um, Jet Odos? I don't. I couldn't it's remember. Like, it's called, like, the Cowboy Drink or something like that. Has anybody drank that drink? Never heard of it. No. Anthony? Uh, no, if it's not whiskey and coke, I've not heard of it. <laughs> okay. He's a real uh, cultured man. Yeah, I know, exactly. This guy. I'll occasionally have a beer. <laughs> Shit, dude, don't get crazy. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking, Bud Light, or you go hard on the original Budweiser? Uh, yeah, I'm a Bud Heavy kind of gal. <laughs> so we get the scene with uh, Jet asking for the cowboy drink. And then, um... Then we get uh, Faye looking for some attention to blow off some steam. Oh, did, yeah, yeah, she's Vince for a while, right? She's what? Is this the part where she's venting or like? No, no, no. Oh, she walks she's at, she's at the bar. Yeah. Gren leaves saying like, oh, it looks like a lot of other people are interested in you here, though. <sighs> Granddad, she a hoe. <laughs> well, except that she wants them all to follow them so she can beat the shit out of them. Which I like. I wish I wish we could have seen more fight scenes with Faye. Like, I kind of wish there was more fights with her. Yeah, I was a little pissed that Gren decided to step in. Like, she yeah. had that, man. Come on, dude. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Like, Gren's like a fucking asshole. I don't understand why he's coming in trying to help help Faye. Faye has it under control, dude. You don't need to be you don't need to be a man and fucking come in. Faye had it under control. Faye does that one thing which I love, which she puts on fucking gloves. And I love when women puts on gloves about to fight. Because this is nice. awesome. You know who else does that? It's uh, Tifa in um, oh, Final yeah. Fantasy Advent of Children. She has that amazing fight scene with that big guy. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I just love when I love when women puts on gloves before they fight. It's, just, it's so fucking cool. I don't know about guys, because I don't see many guys put on gloves. But Although Spike has some driving gloves, but she looks fucking awesome when he's driving his spaceship with the spaceship with his driving gloves. So I like when people put on gloves to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys on that wiki hands yep wiki gloves some people got a thing for feet some people got a thing for gloves i guess hey dude <laughs> I, I bare hands use... no thank you leaves nothing to the imagination nope okay so they they do um do they go into gren's flashback there wait I would say after the whole thing, right? No. I I just I have down uh, Mr. Saxophone, great name, great name for a guy. I I would like to be called Mr. Saxophone. No, okay. The flashback is at the beginning of the next episode. Um. Also, Faye going to a random guy's house that she just met, in a planet full of guys. Super weird. Also, Faye didn't need saving, so I don't know why she's going to this one guy's house. She, she wants attention. <laughs> also, might... you know, 
She, you might he... be right about her being lonely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What one of my notes is literally Faye lonely. <laughs> I mean, they have a big conversation about being lonely. Listen, and let me know when you want to open up that can of worms. Yeah, let's let's start eating those worms. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> this she shouldn't be lonely. She has three friends. Four, if you include the dog that she hates. I love that dog. And I, I mean, it's so much. Like, I, I mean, okay, so you could feel lonely around people. I understand that. But, like, if she wants to be introspective about this stuff, she has people. You know sure. what I mean? Um, I, you're right to an extent, and I forget which one of them says it. Um, But they say something to the effect of it's better to be alone in isolation or in solitude than alone among people. Yeah. And most of the time I, I mean, I, this is my personal opinion on this whole matter anyway, is like, if you don't let people in, that's on you. Uh, it's, it's a little bit hard to like, it's, this is a whole can of worms. I don't know. Like it's really easy for some, I mean, somebody like you to say that, but like, Somebody's life could be completely different, and it's really hard for them to let people in. I mean, and, um, based on when people are lonely, that's literally the professional advice is people are like, well, you have to kind of work on yourself, right, to trust again. Well, to me, you should actually just see a therapist or a doctor and actually figure that shit out. You shouldn't be fo- following random people's advice because they don't know what the fuck you're dealing with. But more, more to Faye's perspective, we know... That she potentially has trust issues. We know that she, for whatever reason, seems to have no connections at all. And that's all we know about Faye. To put the blame on her for feeling lonely, especially with a crew of Spike and Jet, who are at best distant and at worst antagonistic I don't know is kind of crazy well you can definitely because... trust jet yeah i think you could talk to jet too like i think jet's actually one of those people you could talk to about shit like this i mean the guy owns a bonsai tree like he he's basically a therapist i dude i concur with that yeah the bonsai tree stuff yeah exactly i i, I think jet I mean, he's definitely not as aggressive as Spike, but there's nothing in the show that we've seen to believe that he's an open presence. I mean, so it's not the fact that he's an open presence. It's just the three options she has, he would be the one, right? But to her, there's a fourth option. To run away? Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's... I mean, we even find out in a little bit, like, she didn't even plan to stay away. Yeah, true. And, you know, so, maybe I she mean, just I, to me, wanted... I don't, I don't know. That's just... Like, I feel like everything she does is just uh, on her... Like, she does it to herself. I mean, you could... S- that's kind of the point of the show, my dude. That's all of them. <laughs> yeah, they do everything to themselves. Like, nothing spoils them. It's just... Well, yeah, nothing spoils them. The 
something something about the show is they can never let go of the past, which is really weird. I guess what I'm getting at is like I can't like because usually when someone's alone or lonely, they won't let people in. You tend to feel sorry for them, and I'm just I'm not for her. Uh, I don't um, know what to say. Like I'm not sorry for Faye, but just because I don't her personality was the wrong way. That's only because her personality is like she's meant to be. I don't know what you call it, bra- bratty or something like that. Like I don't know. Uh, it's probably because I think she, she thinks she's a, like so high and mighty, but she's really just a small person. Maybe that's why she rubs in the wrong way. I don't know. I don't think she thinks that at all, necessarily. I mean, with all the characters, but I think especially Faye, if you pay attention to, like, the expressions that they're making, a lot of times Faye's expression or line delivery or something clashes with what she's saying. And it's like she's saying one thing but feeling something totally different. Yeah, you know, well, you're right about that. I don't know. I I like Faye. She's great in the Bebop crew, but she's not she's not my cup of tea. Which is, I mean, she's no Spike. So, and um, I'll, I'll be curious to see if your position changes after episode fifteen, Anthony. If yeah, if I find out what makes her actually distant. Yeah. yeah. It was one episode away. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I I, I get where you're coming from. All she does is just leave. They chase after her. And, like, (laughs) she complains about being lonely when she made herself the loner. To be fair, Spike has done that twice and Jet's done it once. (laughs) Uh, I don't think Jet has ever done it. No, when they leave, they didn't leave a note saying, don't come after me. No, Spike just goes, I'm dead, peace. Yeah, he just left. <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, Jet definitely didn't do that. Uh, no, I mean, but Jet also had the thing of like, I right, this is, oh, no, wait. No, that he, was He was just like, That's I'm going to go and do my own thing. I'll be back in a yeah. minute. She was like, fuck y'all, or not, not fuck y'all, but she was like, I'm out <laughs> later. Don't try to find me. I took your money. Yeah, she does that and Spike does it this episode too. And also, the difference between her and Spike doing it is Spike had a, has a purpose for it. She's just like, I'm done. Um, th- again, you 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 walk in that ground. Spike's and purpose is kind of garbage. Is a like a dumb purpose. Like he could he could literally get the people in the Bebop crew to help him, and he just doesn't. He instead he yells at Jet and says, "Fuck you, Jet! I'm doing this anyways. I don't care what the fuck you wanna." I don't care how crazy I am. I'm just going to do this. And he just leaves. And I think for Faye, I, she is, I'm, which I think is understandable considering the attitudes of the crew, I think she's more afraid that they're going to ditch her at some point. Like, she wants to leave them before they leave her. The thing is, is um, what's called? We know this crew would never ditch anybody Ever. Like, we know Spike would never... Spike definitely would not ditch somebody. Jet would not ditch anybody. Faye probably won't ditch anybody, but she will force herself to be ditched. I don't know what you... She was just leave. And Ed... Well, Ed is just on for the ride. Ed doesn't really Ed's count. never leaving. I, I would definitely leave someone's ass if the person has food. 
I ain't leaving Ed though. <laughs> <laughs> no, forget Ed's. Forget Ed's uh, head is on top of iron. Hmm. Who the fuck is Lynn? Uh, he's just a guy who works for Vicious. No, he doesn't work for Vicious. Yeah, no. Oh, he works he for made the that Red very Dragon clear. Syndicate. He does not work yeah. for Vicious. Sure. Oh, so we're talking about the scene where literally um, Sp- Spike uh, meets up with Vicious and I guess Lynn, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they have that showdown, Spike. We get a little window into perhaps the relationship of Spike and Vicious and Julia. Yeah. Spike walks in saying, you're not dating Julia behind my back, are you? Vicious is that third wheel, man. And I I think that's a great line because it, I think it shows that at one point there was some camaraderie between Spike and Vicious. They were ostensibly friends at one point. Yeah. But, um... Is that this one? Okay, so they meet up. Um, during that phase, uh, talking to the sax guy. And, um... And I think Faye says that she wants to be alone. And the sax guy. I don't know what's his name. I keep forgetting. Grin. I like sax guy. So the sax... Or sax person. No, it's... Sax person, yeah, sax person. He um, he says the humans are social animals, so it's not it doesn't make sense to be alone. And um, and then there was that thing where Faye is just afraid of being abandoned, and then she sees the pixel, and what does she see a picture of? The Seuss. The Seuss. Vicious. Vicious. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he sees. She sees um, Vicious and um, Gwen in the pixel. And then, um, oh, yeah, and they had this whole little banter of, um, what do you call it? Oh, make sure not to look at me inside the shower. Like, you'll be a peeping Tom or whatever it is. And then we found out the face of t- peeping Tom. So, you see all <laughs> I just up. think it was really funny how she, like, goes full cop mode into the shower. Yeah. Like, she's, like, <laughs> looking up, like, gets ready, like, in the position and shit. Like, you could have just opened up the shower curtain. <laughs> like, she's um, expecting a counterattack or some shit. Oh, she breaches the shower curtain. <laughs> you never know, man. He's I guess, ex-military. But, like, that was, that was silly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gwen is ex-military. Yeah, that was the picture of him and Vicious. And uh, that's when we find out. And Gren's got a lot going on. <laughs> yep. We get to see actual anime titties. <laughs> Not just Which the teases. Grew because of drug abuse, I believe. Yeah, we find later. Yeah, we find out. Yeah, because of Almost drugs. immediately in the next scene. Or the next ep- session. And then the final shot is um Spike talking to Vicious and um the other guy, and then a gunshot. And then that's the, how the episode ends. And then we get into Jupiter Jazz Part 2. Um, it pretty much opens with the Gren Vicious flashback. We find out they were in a war together on Titan. Which is... An, is that another one of Jupiter's moons? Yeah. And, uh, Hashtag thank you Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in a trench... Gren is 
taken by Vicious's music box playing a song that he calls Julia. So now we obviously see that, oh, there's probably something going on with Vicious and Julia, too, if that wasn't obvious before. So Vicious um, has uh, named his drug file, whatever it is, Julia, which is Spike comes in and says, oh, you're just mocking me with her name, aren't you? Something that happened in the previous episode. I'm sorry that our host forgot to talk about it, but I'm here. No, I did say it. Well. <laughs> I'm leaving it in now, too. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind Just being stupid in front of the dick. audience, Anthony. Go on. No, you can't call me out like that now. I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole ton to say about the flashback. Oh, we forgetting one major fact about the flashback. Do you know what it is? Bro, this ain't fucking Blue's Clues. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking a scorpion was about to attack Grin, and Vicious pulls out a fucking knife and stabs the scorpion. What's with Vicious and fucking sharp objects? This What's guy. He do, shoot it? He can't shoot it, can he? I think that's a little dangerous. What would you rather have? A scorpion hit you? Or a, a, gun, a gunshot? A scorpion! No, but you, the scorpion will hurt, hurt a lot more. But I'm just saying, Vicious is a fucking knife guy through and through. The guy carries around a fucking sword. The guy's gonna fucking um, stab a scorpion with a fucking knife. Like, what's with this guy in soft objects? That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I got nothing for that scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he just, all he did was stab a scorpion. Like, <laughs> the- yeah. Then we find out that vicious framed gren for being a enemy spy allegedly 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 vicious like this guy's a fucking asshole i keep forgetting how awful this guy is like this guy is fucking vicious pun intended but yeah, it's like this guy is so fucking mean for no fucking reason i don't understand why the fuck he's awful well, I mean, it's possible nothing ever comes of this, but I think you could infer that maybe Vicious was the spy and he just needed to frame somebody to throw suspicion from himself. Yeah, you might be right about that. We don't know when he started working with the syndicate either, so like, there's a decent chance that he was already working for the syndicate I don't and think him he was... framing someone for being a spy ended up working out for them in some way. I don't think he was working for the syndicate because uh, I think him and Spike was working together whenever they was in the syndicate. They were, but that doesn't mean they started at the same time. Yeah, but I don't think Vicious would be in a war when he's in the syndicate. That makes no sense. Like, why would he be fighting a war if he was in the syndicate? Uh, yeah, that I don't necessarily have an answer for. Prison hormone drugs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then we get the prison hormone drugs right uh-huh and i'm pretty sure the next scene after that is the the um another julia based montage right oh yeah. i mean it's the same as from the first episode isn't it basically uh he also says like my left eye sees the past or something like that or she says his left eye sees the past so that we get that part mm-hmm. and i like they're not helping <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I have that a little further down, so I did write that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just... I want 
like I need more. You won't you won't figure out until the very end. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> Julia's the end game. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I she can be the end, but like I don't know. I don't like the way Bebop teases. <laughs> Like I I I can infer what the end is going to be like. Like I don't know exactly how, but like when you give me nothing to work on, I, I'm a guessing guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to have opinions and guess, and then you're not giving me shit, motherfuckers. Well, thankfully this show wasn't made by J.J. Abrams, so it's not a convoluted mystery box. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not trying to present a mystery for you. It's trying to almost do. <laughs> inverse character development which is fine i can i can deal with that but like or well i mean it's i don't know that's not really the point i was making i was like i don't care how they character develop however they want and the inverse part just happens to be you know the finale because they're trying to find julia or he's trying to find julia but like you just like i don't know you just, all they've given me is like she healed him. There's a rose, and his left eye sees the past. Like, what the fuck do I do with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I, I guess I don't know how I would think about that stuff either. If this were my first time seeing the show. Also, I mean, Cowboy Bebop isn't a show that is extremely plot heavy. It's much more focused on the character stuff, with the plot kind of almost taking a backseat. I, I think these do a lot with the characters, to be fair. Um, and I think they're just, like, masterfully done. I think Gren is one of the most compelling characters in the entire series. Um, I like getting to see Vicious more. But I do think this uh, two-parter does serve to kind of humanize and ground him a little bit. It does do we, that. I can give you that. We We get the sense that he also cares for Julia. He at one point had a um, amicable relationship with Spike. Um, he had the whole thing with Gren, whether that was actually friendly or if he was using him the whole time. And even later, like part halfway through the episode, when Lynn gets shot, he says he wasn't protecting me. He was protecting the rules. The syndicate, you mean? Uh, in the sub, it says protecting the rules. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think in the dub, it says he's protecting the van or whatever. That almost... that See, that's a weird thing to say. That almost doesn't make sense because they pretty much set up at the beginning that Vicious is a danger to them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about them. Regardless, um, the fact that they put that line in there, I think, is completely intentional. And... It's to show that this guy who has been following them or been following Vicious around uh, clearly has a ton of respect for both Vicious and Spike. Throws himself in front of a bullet to die, not for Vicious, but for either the syndicate or because that's what he's supposed to do because Vicious outranks him. But for some greater cause, I think that. I, I think that plays back into the themes of loneliness and applying it to Vicious a little bit, showing that this is the only person we've seen to have any affinity for Vicious. And Vicious basically says, he didn't care about me. He doesn't have no affinity for Vicious. Yeah, I think he's still protecting the rules. 
Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just protecting the syndicate. He makes so everything is going well for the syndicate. His whole life is for the syndicate. I don't think he, he doesn't fuck vicious. about vicious. Yeah, right. But that's what I mean. So he's, but he does display respect towards vicious in not in the necessarily the same way he does towards Spike, which seems like he probably likes Spike a little more. But I think it's just to kind of further show that yeah, vicious doesn't really have anyone either. The only other person that Vicious had that we've seen anything from is Gren, and Vicious threw him away. Yeah, it just shows that Vicious doesn't really care about anybody except himself. Yeah, I, I picked mean, up on he, one of the points you mentioned where, like, in terms of what I thought that their thing was together, is it, it definitely seemed like they were comrades of some sort, or some buddy's buddy situation, and the patented falling out. So, I mean, even before this episode, I knew that they respected each other at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, something we forgot to talk about was uh, music box. Like music box is a big important. Oh, we'll thing. get to that. I have a. Okay. I'm really pissed about one part of that. Okay, okay. we did. I did mention the music box, but yeah. Right, anyways, um, so we get we do get a scene of Spike waking up. He got trank darted by um, is it Len? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, these guys are not taking me seriously." No, I think it's just Lynn just really likes you, Spike. Like, I think Spike was groomed to become, like, the head of the syndicate or something like that. Until... I would be interested, because based on the facial expressions, it seemed like Vicious thought he was dead. Yeah, I kind of got the same impression. I, I think Lynn, I don't think Vicious would have intended Spike to be tranked there. I think that was all Lynn. And it was yeah, because that's... he had so much respect for Spike, he didn't want to kill him. And then we see, after that, we see a fantastic scene, one of my favorite scenes in this episode. So the guy who's, uh, what's called, wants to pick up fights with the whole Bebop crew, Jets finds him, and the, the guy has given up on life, and it's Hell the funniest yeah. thing ever. I fucking love it. <laughs> Reminds I love... me of the cabbage guy from Avatar. Exactly, the cabbage guy from Avatar. He's like, ah, oh, just break it. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, Jets is asking him for um, info, and the guy the guy just gave up gave up on his life, basically. And he's like, it's hopeless. <laughs> I'm going to go find try- a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried to beat up Spike. Spike beats me. Then uh, I tried to beat up Faye, and Faye gets uh, saved by a person. Yes, <laughs> I would have liked to see her fight more people, but does this me? And then Jet finds Faye. <laughs> Yep, and uh, apparently Jet likes bondage. No, he, he doesn't like it. He goes, oh, he was one of those kind of guys, huh? <laughs> like like Jet doesn't know exactly what kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro, and then to speak, Faye keeps like walking in so confident and cocky. <laughs> she always finds herself in these fucking situations. <laughs> exactly. And on the way back to the beatbox, she was just so depressed. <laughs> well, that was see, great. Uh, She's just Julia of uh, Julia. Like they just talk about Julia in front of a fucking craze, and she realizes she can't. She doesn't hold ma- a match to Julia. I don't think she know. Why would she be jealous of Julia? Uh, I mean, it's weird because we know Faye has feelings for Spike, even though like. Oh, I didn't get to get that. Uh, uh, I think like, it becomes oh shit a little more obvious in episode fifteen. Gotcha, because at the moment, they're just, like, back and forth. I mean, it, it, 
I mean, a girl and a guy, obviously, is eventually something's going to happen, but it doesn't seem like anything's happened yet. I mean, you kind of get it a little bit in Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah. When, when, he's uh, like, when she's like, oh, this is the one you're not coming back from. Like, she actually shows that she cares there. Yeah, she cares it, and, um, and then Spike kills her singing. And Spike... I want that hand touching moment where they both touch the same thing, or like, yeah, Dude, it, it, I, it would not be cute with them. <laughs> no, the relationship is all about bickering to each other. Like that's the, what the relationship is. Well, even like I want to bring an avatar again because just finished the series. Like even like you can there's I mean I'm not saying I want that specific hand holding moment. I want the tight. You know what I mean? I want that. They don't have to hold hands. Obviously, I want that moment though. Uh huh. Like the one between. Uh, May and uh, Zuko, where he um, he was like, "You don't hate everything or whatever," and she's like, "I don't hate you." Like it's fucking beautiful. Uh, that was their you... moment of expressing. I want to see. I want to see Faze and whatever. It doesn't have to be that obvious either. But I'll t- I'll tell you that you might get something. <laughs> I want it, but you are not gonna feel great about it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I don't like the relationship between Spike and Faye. I mean, That's I know it's you're like, jealous of Faye. <laughs> yes, it is because you I'm want jelly Spike of Faye. You yourself. <clears throat> it is because I'm jelly of Faye. No, I I don't understand the chemistry between those two people. I don't I don't like the whole couple's bickering thing. I mean, fucking Spike is fantastic and Faye is good on her own, on her own or whatever it is. But the whole bickering thing... It's like, oh, you guys, like, your chemistry is just yelling at each other. I don't see that at all. Before we get off the Spike Faye thing, I actually do want to jump back slightly to the um, two Wet and Gren handcuffs and ditches Faye. Yeah. Because it kind of is a little bit like Spike going out to die, basically. Yeah. Where Faye basically says the same stuff of like, oh, what, you're going to go see vicious and what get killed like what are you doing he's like i don't care if i die so yeah, he literally said what's that? his fucking plan like it's well, the dumbest thing i yeah i guess he i guess his whole plan is out. to go kill himself well like, no, it said he wanted to figure out if vicious actually well if he because he's not sure that vicious turned him in really right. because that's what i got out of yeah because he's he even no, mentioned like no, he's he gonna knows. go try to find out no he knows vicious is the one that turned him in because julia told him he he talks about how Julia um <clears throat> at the converse- confrontation between Vicious and uh, Gwen, Gwen tells him that Julia basically Julia told uh, Gwen that Vicious is fucking evil because he opened up the music box. Yeah, Julia did find the transmitter in the music box. Um, I do think there's still a little bit of wiggle room there. I mean. Gren is still pretty sure, but not fully convinced. Oh come on, Gren is not fucking well, stupid. Well, uh, that's that's literally the reasoning for him going yeah. to talk to to like that was the whole movement of him. That's the reason he went to go talk to. No, no, to me, Gren just wanted to fucking die. I don't see any other fucking reason. Like he did, he did not need conversation, con not conversation, but converse. um, not converse, um, confirmation. That one, that one. Thank you. He. I understand, like, yeah, you wanted to know, really, but, like, dude, like, you had all the facts in front of you, like, you knew He had the gut feeling, but he just wanted the words. 
Yeah, this is dumb, dude. You're a fantastic sex guy. Like <laughs> fucking hell. You can you can walk with a saxophone. Do not waste your musical gift on this fucking vicious motherfucker. This guy's name is Vicious. He will fucking kill your ass. Guess what happened? He killed you. Like, come on, dude. Read the fucking room. I don't know what the fuck you were, you was expecting from this. He just wanted to die. That's all he wanted to do. I can't see any other reason behind this. I mean, it is part that, but yeah, I think he was just holding out a tiny shred of hope that this guy he really cared about didn't betray him. And that's why he went for it. So um, we get that scene with um, Faye and Jet finally together, wherever it is, and Faye is sad. I think we already discussed this. He's sad because of Julia. Um... I still don't think she's sad because oh, I mean I don't know she. I thought I kind of I was under the assumption that she was depressed because she got fucking captured again, and then the guy that did that like just went spike all over again. I, I think and then she to... just happens to be like, oh yeah, so what about Julia? I, no, I she's, do. Sorry. She's just jealous, right? Like super, like it's not jealousy. It's like more like oh, there's this person who's like ten times better than I am. Or people willing to put their life for her. Right? That's, like, why she's sad about. Like, there's no one that loves her as much as everybody likes Julia. That's why I'm getting from Faye. Yeah, I mean, I I think there is a little bit of an implication that... um, (laughs) Harkening back to the... Pretty much the first conversation we had. The Bebop is not a very... uh, welcoming and friendly environment but as soon as julia comes up spike is fucking off and now Faye's in the middle of two other people who seem to have some strong connection to julia and she doesn't know fuck all about julia all she sees is that it seems to make everyone fucking crazy and i think there's just a little bit of an implication of her wondering like what is it about her that seems to get to these guys, and why doesn't anyone give a shit about me? Yeah. Well, anyway, so we get the conversation between uh, Jet and Faye. Um, we get the conversation, and we realize there was only twenty thousand Wulong. Yeah, that was pretty safe. funny. <laughs> and even Jet was like, "Huh? Wow." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Faye's like this chump chain, like, you really just guy, you really just came here to get me, which is great, like, like I said. And then that's where Jet's like, yeah, but did we actually yeah, chase exactly. you, or did you want to get caught? Yeah. It just shows that Jet, Jet really kills for Faye, but the whole Bebop crew really, but Jet really kills for Faye, he's like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to come out here and get you, like, I'm- I 100% agree. Yeah. Okay, so we can finally discuss uh, Grim wearing a female um, outfit. Great disguise, Grim. Good disguise. I was a little confused at first because I heard, like, you, you just see the ships at each other and then you hear, I'll send a woman over. And I, I thought that initially that was um, Vicious sending right. the woman over. Oh, because okay. all cocky voices sound alike to me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and then... And then I'm sitting there like I I'm I'm waiting for like are they is he gonna confront him about the snitch thing and they were like do you have the shit and he was like here's the shit 
and then they talk about the music box. But, okay, so, this is what I'm confused about. So, in the war, he gave the music box to Gren. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but the music box was a gift to Julia? No, it was a gift f- from Julia, I believe. To, to, to Vicious. Vicious. Okay. And then there's a solar transmitter or, in there? I don't know if it said it was from Julia. I don't know. Because he names the, he names the music box Julia, right? Or the he words names music the box, Julia. gift, and Julia occurred in this episode. In the same sentence. Maybe maybe uh, Vicious was in the syndicate during the war. It's so weird, this timeline. And then Basal was really confused because he gave the music box or the music box or whatever, and then all of a sudden his shit blew up. And then I was like, solar transmitter does not mean bomb in my book. Well, no, Julia found the transmitter. And remember when Faye wanted to play it and Greg was like, oh, it doesn't work? Yes. That's because he rigged it with a bomb. That makes <laughs> he sense. didn't want to play it and blow it up. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's that. I, I literally had to back that up to realize that the, they promised. I was assuming that the music box, yeah, there was a swap. But And then also I didn't even realize that it was like. You get it. You get it for like 0.5 seconds. You see the, the uh, like right before it explodes. You see it in the bag, and it's real dark. And I wasn't really paying attention because there was a fight going on. That mm-hmm. that was the bag of re- of red eye. Yeah, like, I barely saw that. I had to back up. I was like, why did this ship just explode for no fucking reason? You know, the fact that this is like, like I don't understand. The fact that Vicious throws him a fucking bomb, like, come on, dude, just give the guy the money. Like, you guys have the money. Like, I don't understand why you had to rig it with a bomb. No, that was Gren. No, Gren Vicious, rigged it with a bomb. Vicious rigged the money with the bomb. Oh, well, <laughs> Gren rigged the music box with the bomb, so... Wait, no, that I didn't makes think there was money, sense, was there? What? Because when they swapped, um, he didn't say money. He said, you have the Titan Opal. Oh, right. I don't think there was any money. What's Titan Opal? I'm assuming it's some type of bomb. <laughs> I know when I, Opal I was, a gem. was like a gem. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe they did just... rig the, the, the that with the bomb. I don't know. But yeah, yeah you're right because he did shoot at it and make it explode. So exactly. I understand Grim like betraying Vicious because Vicious needs to be betrayed and die. And but like I understand why Vicious would. Actually, I understand completely why Vicious will do that. But, like, that's just bad sense. Like, come on, dude. No one well, will trade already, with you. Well, you've definitely already established that he should not be there, and he has a re- bad sense. I, yeah, dude. I, I don't like I don't like Grim. I don't understand the reasoning behind any of his decisions. You got betrayed six times, seven times, eight times. I could keep counting up. It just brings my point further. Like, I don't understand what the reasoning behind any of this is. But um, that's beside the point. So yeah, the music box explodes with uh, Vicious running away, which Vicious comes down, and then we get the nice uh, little scene between Spike and Grin. Yeah, I like that scene a lot. Yeah, that was not a bad scene. Oh, we also figured the scene. Um, so Grim, uh, is uh now Bounty, and um. Spike decides to talk to Jet for some reason. I forget what's the reason. Or was it Jet who called Spike? Anybody remember? I know there's uh, Spike one scene. basically hails. I think he hails the Bebop and is like, 
and Jet's like, hey, what do you got? And Spike's like, I got nothing. Yeah. And then Jet's like, all right, hurry up and get inside. No, no. So um, Jet's like, oh, I'll let, I'll let, blah, blah. I allow you to come in if you uh, get this bounty for me, which was the Grim bounty. Oh, yeah, that was a little bit earlier, yeah. Oh, yeah. that one, okay. Yeah, we forgot all about that. I like that. That was pretty interesting. And uh, so Spike and Grim talk to each other. I don't know. I don't remember what the conversation is about. Although then he was like, "I want to fly to uh, Titan one more time." Yeah. And then Spike was like, "You can't make it there. You have like internal bleeding." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, at least I'll be on my way." And then yeah, Spike was... literally tows him up in the air and like and sends him on his way. And he dies. Yeah, which I do like. Like I like the fact that Grim is like. It was a really. It. I really like that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that Very part sad. about Grim. That makes sense. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but in um, in anime, there's gonna be a lot of fucking scenes, Anthony, of the person coughing and blood showing up in their hands. It's always a thing in anime. It's <coughs> crazy how many times this happens. Yeah, <coughs> bro, yeah, that's I'm, like I'm universe. <laughs> that's like every TV show. I can't. If I can't someone think- is dying from anything, they cough up blood. <laughs> yeah. What other ones are like that though? I literally couldn't name a single other thing, but it happens in everything. I can't. I can't think of anything that happens. Yeah, like, a lot I can't of justified. Somebody... They cough up blood. No, but like, do they? Do they have like some kind of disease where they cough up blood, or is it just like they're dying? Oh no, you're just literally cough... getting blood inside your esophagus, so you have to cough it up because there's nowhere else for it to go. Yeah, but like in in Jap in anime, there's a lot of times when they just cough up blood for. To show that they're sick or something like that, right? White orange. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty much the universal way to say I have a bad disease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I am gonna die soon. <laughs> See, when you say and, that voice, Chris, it makes you feel like you're on my side when it comes to not like having watched anime for the past twenty years. <laughs> but like, if the person's about to die, like they get fucking shot in the in the belly or something, then they cough up blood. That makes complete sense. But I'm saying in an anime form... But if like, they have a flu, like a really bad flu, and they start coughing up blood for fun. Yeah, yeah that's basically it, how it works. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works in anime. Like, this one makes sense why he's coughing up blood, because he got shot, I think. Uh, but yeah. yeah. He got a lot of I'm shit. Saying, <laughs> I'm saying they, they, do, they do a lot of... A lot of animes do to cough up blood a lot of times. That that's fine. Yeah, I can live with that. Last thing I got is when uh, Ed's painting her toenails. Like she didn't oh, just shit. fucking abandon everybody. Hold up, I missed something. What'd you miss? When Ed makes the food trail for I. <laughs> <laughs> they cut back to the ship for no reason. In the middle of the episode, yeah, we and it's do. just a trail of food to, from I to Ed. <laughs> And it's just like random ass food. I think there's a head of lettuce in there. There is a head of lettuce. Yep. <laughs> I, I remember this, but I don't remember the scene so much. That's it's it. like two seconds. And yeah, it serves no purpose. Yeah, I know. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, Ed's painting her toenails at the end, <laughs> and she goes anything but blue, <laughs> which leads me to believe that I, I got that as a cop reference. Oh, I think it's just uh, uh, Callisto is mostly a blue planet. So that's interesting. In the sub, um, it's so they have like a brief conversation, like talk, trying to talk about what happened, right? Yeah. And Ed is basically being disinterested or something. Or Ed, no, Ed was like, "So what happened?" She's like, "I'll tell you when you're older." 
Oh, and then Ed's like, okay, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Ed doesn't see, care. And then it kind of zooms out to her painting toenails. Yeah, so in the sub, she, she uh, what Faye says there is, you're not being cute, you know. Huh. By painting her toenails? Well, I, I think it's more a reference to Ed's be- behavior. Oh, see, that makes me hate Faye more right now. <laughs> I know you're really hating Faye, well, she just She just left and then has the audacity to come back and lecture Ed. Well, it's not lecturing. <sighs> you're not being cute right now. Of course Ed's being cute. Anyway, I'll, I'll bite my tongue until 15. I'll keep it easy. Well, that has nothing to do with 15. But I, it's, I think it's interesting how they <laughs> used completely different lions. Yeah, that is weird. Also, the Bebop crew doesn't get the bounty because the guy died. So Nope, they're never going to get Another the mess up. Not once, not never. It's crazy how much the Bebop crew is like really Just good at the job. So except... unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they did run into Vicious that time. Yeah. Um, But I do actually... Oh, Jesus Christ. Real quick before we jump from Jeeper to Jazz. We didn't talk about how it... um. The episode actually closes with the shaman again, saying the same thing as the beginning of part one. Yeah. The soul of a warrior. And um, I think this is like one of the best musical cues in the entire series. With the with um, I believe the track is called Space Lion. Yep. Kind of playing on. through that entire scene and. It just slowly pans into space, and I think it runs through the credits. They don't even go into real folk blues. No, they don't. And yeah, it's it really feels like an end of Act One kind of thing. I think it's a yeah. It felt like an scene. intermission for sure. Um, and also the end card for Jupiter Jazz is "Do you have a comrade?" Rather than your typical uh, sea space cowboy. Oh god, can we start like ending our com- like the podcast with that now? I thought about it. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> it. Too it. much it's on the nose. Corny. It's real fucking cheesy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I was like more charismatic, I think I could pull it off. <laughs> Let's uh, jump into session fourteen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Another one written by Dai Soto, I believe his second. Obviously, okay. Bohemian Rhapsody named for the Queen song. <laughs> Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> is that I'm for cereal? <laughs> okay. Wait, did you really not get it? No, I got it oh for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I love uh, how this one opens up. Yes, it's fantastic. Before we get that, what does Bohemian Rhapsody actually mean? Because I never... I, I know it's a good song, Queen song title. I just don't know what it actually means. Do you know what a Bohemian is? Nope. Uh, do you know what a Rhapsody is? <laughs> I think it's like I, I don't want to say music, but it's a sound. Um, so a bohemian is someone who's like, uh, like an Andy Warhol artistic, but uncon. Maybe I I don't know artist types, but a bohemian is someone who's like unconventionally artistic, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and a rap city is just a very like um, effusive. Is that the right word? That's probably not the right word. Uh, yeah, may, may, uh, like effusive, expressive, um, 
epic, perhaps, kind of Okay, um, so music. it just means, like, epic song. Or not necessarily music, but... Yeah, but I get it. Bohemian Rhapsody means, like, big epic song or big, big sewing. Uh, so it's actually a music term, too. Rhapsody? Yes. Yeah. Um, That's basically what it's I It's like a free-flowing range of different moods, color, and tonality kind of thing. And I'm not that smart. I'm getting this straight from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. That probably makes a little more sense than my understanding of Rhapsody. All right. Anyways, right, let's just discuss the first part of the episode. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, you, you go ahead and take it. I think it's fantastic. Big shoots but. taking shots, motherfucker. <laughs> and the people who captured all 20 people will not see a single dime. <laughs> Fucking awfulness. I love that it's just like a montage of them like so smoothly and easily getting their guys to. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, we get we get return scene of the stupid goggles that is able to uh, bypass, I guess, surgery or physical surgery or something like that. Hmm? The goggles that's able to see the true self of the person Spike is wearing there in the very beginning. I didn't know. I didn't catch oh, that. Oh, I, yeah, I, I totally missed those. Yeah, he's wearing Good those spot, goggles. Man. And then uh, Faye shows uh, behind in a train car or a space car, one of those two. And hits a guy with a lipstick, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Taser, something like that. It's something weird. And Jack comes in with a fucking net gun, which is awesome. <laughs> and he's got that <laughs> smile yeah, on his face, too. But I, I like I like the Jet smile. Yeah. I know I'm against cocky so- smiles, but I enjoyed that one. It just shows you how good these people are. It's just they have really bad luck. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I love how anybody got a clue and they all just fucking held the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, this chess piece. Oh, this is good. And, that's and a, they uh, they open up with the clap song, which I fucking love. I don't know what that clap song is, but it's so good. Oh, they yeah. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. I don't know what that is. I almost put that as a note, but I felt like you guys didn't need me to talk about another drum song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it fit right there. That was really well done. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen a thing like a single moment where I was like, "Huh, that's a weird song placement." You know, it's just it's just seamless. Yes. Well, what sucks is since this is uh since our anime podcast is called My Force Anime, and it's only because Anthony hasn't seen so many. We are starting from the very fucking top. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to judge these other fucking shows. Oh, all yeah. down here from hill my man <laughs> yeah it's that all down here it's all down here from i don't hill. know what owns this is gonna be but uh i have an idea but we'll talk about that later okay we still <laughs> have to get through these so if i'm not mistaken we go right into ed fucking around yep literally my <laughs> note right after chet piece je- uh, i have chess pieces and then ed starts doing shit <laughs> i love Faye's response she just goes you dead or something like that I fucking love that. She's so like, good. are you dead? Oh, <laughs> uh, then she comes back up and just keeps fucking going. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, Ed starts to play chess. Oh, yeah. With that's, an old that's guy. Important. I didn't think about it as being that important until the end, you know? Or even the yeah. middle. Yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah. I'm, I, when she did it, I was like, of course she's a chess master. Like, why wouldn't she be? <laughs> so cool the fact that she's a chess master. I... I Ed is fantastic in this episode. 
to to quote Chessmaster Hex, I can't tell if this person yes. is a genius or a moron. <laughs> yes. I like this chap. That's so good. That's such a good quote. That's a perfect Ed, uh, ed uh, comment. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess we meet Jonathan, right? Yeah, fuck Jonathan. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> what What was his deal? Like, I guess all his money's just got stolen away, right? When he took yeah, the toll. Yeah, because so basically, what's happening in this episode is um, a, a gate has been rigged with a device that steals people's entire bank accounts and then reroutes them through so many accounts they become untraceable. So everyone yeah. is just having all their money stolen. Which is really fucking shitty. But, you know, we, we learn that it is in retaliation to uh, yeah, the people. Let's discuss that later. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we get to the meeting with Jet and um, the big honcho. I don't know what the honcho's name is. Yeah, Jet don't, don't smoke. Hold on a second. Oh, Jet smokes all the time, dude. Does he? I yeah. think Jet smokes, yeah. Yeah, everybody in the who smokes. Ein smokes all the time. <laughs> I didn't think Jet smoked. He goes seven smoked. packs a day. Yeah, it, it, Jet smokes a lot. I mean, Jet and Spike are always um like right, passionate. Then they, then to they each definitely other. made that obvious that something was up because I I wouldn't have wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I fucking love that Jet just smokes and just really he just put a bug on the cigarette. Maybe that's which, what it was because uh, it was just so like obviously that he shouldn't be smoking there. Exactly. Also, um, what's my rule about smoking, you guys? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to give it to him. I'm not going to give it to him. Smoking makes you 10% cooler. I'm not going to give it to him. And guess what? Jet's cooler. But remember, kids, smoking is bad for you, so don't smoke. And also, you can't be 10% cooler. Also, it doesn't make you cooler. It makes you smell bad. If you are already 100% cool. What? You both said something. I said you can't be 10% cool if you're already 100% cool. Hashtag Jet. (laughs) Well, that would make him 110% more cool, which is I out stand of by my statement. Okay. Five fourths of people don't understand fractions. I would like to go on record saying I do not think smoking is cool. I would also like okay. to stay on that record. So you're telling me when um, when um, when Spike is puffing on his cigarette, you're like, huh, that guy is not cool. I think in my head, one, he's going to stink, and two, he's going to have bad teeth when he's older. Mm-hmm. Spike, uh, you should take better care of yourself, my man. You guys, uh, this is uh, Space Future. None of that happens whenever you smoke, okay? <laughs> well, if it was Space Future, he should be vaping. <laughs> no, they, no pe- people realized vaping was really fucking stupid, so they went back to the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes so us look too futuristic. It's too on the that. nose. Let's go back to being a cowboy. You don't want Spike and Jet passing a jewel back and forth? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this one's sour apple flavor. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey PSA, you guys. <laughs> PSA, uh, smoke, um, what's got not smoking, but, um, oh my vaping? gosh, what's that fucking, yeah, vaping minus 10% cooler. You guys get minuses, okay? Unless you can totally rip that fat, sweet cotton. Okay, anyways, uh, so we see Jet plant the bug, which is a fantastic bug. <laughs> Got him. Out. Yep. Um,. And then we we see we see uh, Jet smoking in a non-smoking area, which makes him twenty percent cool to you guys. He's breaking the rules and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so we finally figured out about uh, Chess Master Hex. And I believe that's around the time we finally get the, the best quote in Beatbop so far, an idiot or a genius. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I, I also love the addition of, I like this chap. Yeah, yeah. I missed that part. I think I was laughing too hard. Actually, that whole thing is great because it starts with uh, um, Ed about to checkmate him. And then oh, she yeah. goes, or so you thought. <laughs> Jesus. And then we get, um, I think it comes out of that and back into like the uh, the the bug, right? Where they're like, the gate shouldn't be built yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where we learn the backstory yeah. of, oh, there's a flaw with the gates, but they didn't care. <laughs> and it's somewhere along that phase, like, can I? And then she was like, Ed is very busy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, that's so, this is such a, I just love this comedic episode. Yeah, she tries, <laughs> she tries to take the chessboard from Ed. She just goes full feral. Yeah, <laughs> she makes the cat, <laughs> or whatever it is, always. It's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, and then I guess um, the next thing I have is something pretty far down the line. So, yeah, the next thing I have, other than fuck Jonathan, is uh, <laughs> we're looking for Hex. Yeah. Well, like when I think when they're actually in the ship. Yeah, so they trace the uh, the chess match basically back yeah. to where he is. Well, we we found out that um, what's it called Hexmaster walked um Del fifty years ago, right? Oh, he got yeah, we mentioned kind of mentioned that uh, the whole okay. gate backstory that shouldn't be built yet. He was a super programmer and stuff like yeah. that. Or actually, we didn't figure all that out yet, did we? No, that comes a little, or no, that comes around now. I think. I think I, I don't know that, it, that stuff all kind of blends together for well, me. We can talk about that yeah. though, if you want. Yeah, we don't have to stay in strict order. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Which I, I kind of like this episode a lot. Um, or like, you know, as it being a side episode, you know, not completely like beat mm-hmm. on plot. But at the same time, it is just because that's how they want to, you know, do the show. I don't know if that made any sense at all. but <clears throat> No, I, I know what you mean. And actually, I kind of agree. I remember not really liking this episode that much as a kid. Mm-hmm. But when I rewatched it a couple of years ago and even now, I... For whatever reason, it's a very low-key episode. Not much happens, but something about it I just really like. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. You just nailed it on the head for me. Yeah, it's good. Like with all the chess, um, sesh. Yeah, and I like that Edward's starting to get like a bigger role. I don't know, or at least in this episode, obviously, because she tracked him and everything. But like, <laughs> I have an issue. So I remember, not an issue, but like. <laughs> Spike and Faye, like this, I think this, they did this, they may have done this on purpose, just because they're so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, as they're coming into the thing, right, he's like, it's an old gate that was disassembled or whatever. Uh, is that what it is? I thought it was like a, it was like a junkyard of old gate shit. I think oh, so, yeah. And okay. which I also kind of like, because the whole story evolves around the gate corporation, but, <clears throat> but. Jet was like, "Yeah, it's. I'm surprised we can track him or whatever. It's gonna be a trap." I did like that part because it actually wasn't a trap. <laughs> yeah, like that. I don't know why. I kind of like the just the off-brand or the offbeat kind of stuff like that when it happens. 
But uh, <laughs> then they get there, and Jet, as they're flying there, was like, yeah, it's a, where a bunch of people stay that are like loners and, you know, drifters and uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, Vagabonds? Kind of. I don't know, but yeah. Just explain that, and they're like going through it, and they're like, what's this, huh? What's happening? What's still going on? Like, well, I mean, dude, there's like fucking cats and dogs floating around everywhere. Spike just runs into way too many birds. But yeah, that, that was just, yeah. I mean, Jet just kind of explained all that. <laughs> like, there's civilization happening in this place. Jet already explained it, and they're like, what's going on? Yeah, fair enough. And then I was like, these guys are fucking retarded. Like, he just said what happened, or what was gonna happen. <laughs> now, I will give you, like, the, the birds was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was really that, weird. that was it deserving was really of a weird. huh it was really weird to see the cat and the dog like chasing each other that was super weird too <laughs> i mean yeah it, i mean it definitely makes sense when you think about it for half a second yeah. yeah but i yeah i could see initially like but i just thought that was like perfectly in character with them too like they'd probably be like flying and she'd be like reading a magazine and spike would be thinking about something else and he's explaining everything and they just do not fucking care <laughs> Also, they brought back the magnetic boots. How fucking awesome is Mag that? Mag boots? Yep. Also, I don't know if I've discussed this before, but I fucking love uh, Faye's spacesuit outfit. It's fucking pink and black, and she has a white helmet, which is so fucking cool looking. Fucking oh, I, I like both of them a lot. Um, I do too. Yeah. They, they look, they are, I don't know if it's intentional, but they are straight, like, 80s mech anime suits. I know. It maybe, looks maybe even, like, awesome. some Sentai stuff. Yeah. I love face suit in this one. Spikes is okay. Uh, and Faye's like, um, also, if I'm not mistaken, she has a stiletto boots. Yeah, she which still is has boots hilarious. On. You gotta keep up with those high heels. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just like the way this one kind of ends. Like the whole, the last five minutes, it's really fun. Like, I don't feel uh, that bad you- for Jonathan at the end. Cause he got, yeah, he got oh, no, fucked. dude, fuck Jonathan. I mean, yeah, but like he's still, <laughs> he got he dude, he. Do you want to say? Because it's been your favorite meme the past like three weeks. Uh, sorry, what is? It? So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, he just like fucking lost his shit. So anyways, I started blasting. Oh my god, oh, that's beautiful. And then Spike just like kicks him out. Yeah. Which also, uh, the old men show up again. <laughs> They're yeah, the ones who guys. float down and are talking to Chessmaster about the game. Oh, is that them? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the old men. Oh my guys. god, I'm so blind. What what parents is this, Owens? That is six, six for the right? old men. Yeah. By yeah. my tally. I may have missed some. <laughs> um. Um, then we learn that this was set on a 50-year trigger. <laughs> Because Chessmaster yeah. Hex has no clue what's going on. Fucking, but he gone senile. I think that's another reason I like this. Is like that's a pretty good take on this, you know? Yeah, yeah. He just got crazy. He completely he does not remember any of this. But um, yeah, and <laughs> for me, the the end of the episode is very still like the, this whole episode is very fun, and then the end gets a lot more somber yeah kind of bittersweet where jet goes and explains what happens yep. and he's like my one condition is you leave him alone because ed would get lonely without him i also like the the like how he set that up he's like he won't be bothering you 
but now you have to worry about us. Yeah, right. And it was like, just leave him alone. <laughs> but then actually, I'm it sorry, seems Jeff, like after they finished ask... that game, right? What's that? Right as he finished the game, though, he passed. Yes. Yeah. That was also pretty, uh, yeah. I, I like the way this turned out, man. Yeah, and Ed's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a week-long chess match. Uh, Ed and Chess Master Hex is how long that chess match has been. Although I guess there, there's potentially an implication that that was at least the second match. With I don't know about that. Maybe. How chess... From my understanding of how competitive chess tends to work, um, they typically, I guess, do like best of threes. And then they'll use like the first two matches to feel each other out. And then, yeah, I don't know. But um, actually, those... The formations we see on the chess boards are very, very famous chess matches. Yep. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, I think the uh, first one's like the first time a, a uh, like the world chess master lost to a computer or something. Yeah. I just remember watching like the first move I think Ed made was the horse and she moved it correctly and I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, she knows how to play. Oh, um, let's call it. We forgot to say that um, when Ed gets defeated, she says, he got me! <laughs> and he falls down. <laughs> so funny. I half expected <laughs> Ayn to be there when he fell again, or when she fell again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is... Uh, unless you guys got anything more to say, that's going to do it for Bohemian Rhapsody. That's yeah, for that's me. all I have to say about Bohemian Rhapsody. Outro all music. right, so then... So this is this is officially going to be the middle. So what do you think of the anime so far, Anthony? Oh, so this is the official middle? Yeah, well... Jupiter Jazz is. There's uh, 26 episodes. Yeah. I personally feel like I'm missing like 90% of the references when like you just mentioned the chess stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably something like that in every other scene. I mean, there's a lot. Um, and the fact that they can do that and still have a kick-ass soundtrack... Um, have dialogue that fits the characters. I mean, I, I know they created the characters, but like that still feels natural to the characters and everything. Um, it's great, but the only the only thing I have is I wish like the plot points were more. That's it. That is totally understandable. And that, that's it. Like I love uh, I, a couple of the episodes. The f- I don't I don't want to call them filler. Like it doesn't seem like. Like, we use filler for, like, you know, Naruto and shit. Yeah. I don't feel like they intended for these episodes to be filler episodes, but, uh, you know, a couple episodes I do feel are weaker than others, but I'd say, on average, most exceed my expectation, if not more. You know, or, well, I guess, you know, exceed my expectation. Mm-hmm. And in terms of it being an anime that I avoided, or not, I didn't purposely avoid Bebop, I just avoid anime. Uh, I am glad that I watched this show. That's good. For sure. Wait to get the first half of the Cowboy Bebop is going Owens. Uh, I've seen it <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. Okay. So what are your thoughts though? On the first um, like on like on your first on the first thirteen episodes, what what are your thoughts? 
So other than knowing the whole series, obviously, and having rewatched it within the last like three years, I think, um, other than Gateway Shuffle, which I feel is kind of weak, which is the fourth episode with the monkey virus. Oh, that one. Yeah, I hate that yeah, one. Yeah, I, um, I, I really do think this is like a masterclass in how to make a show. It's everything just feels so purposeful. And even like, it, like the way, like, or to Anthony's point of things, we would look at something like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody as a filler episode because it doesn't necessarily push the plot forward. Obviously it's not because they intended it to be there unless they had a greater episode order than they wanted or something. I don't know. But at the same time, like Bohemian Rhapsody is like, it's right between Jupiter jazz and some more real heavy shit. (laughs) So it's, I feel like those lighter episodes are really strategically placed to give you a reprieve so as not to just bog you down in everything the show is going for constantly. <laughs> Let you breathe a little bit. But I, I'm very excited to get into the back half of the show. All right, so what about you? Thank you. I was waiting for someone to ask me that question. That's all the time we have for today. (laughs) Yeah, we will hear monkey's thoughts eh, maybe some other time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I say, Cowboy Bebop is is my favorite anime, and there's a reason why it's first picked in in my first anime, because it is literally like one of the best ones ever. The music is great. The beginning half is, is good. It's fantastic, actually. My favorite episode, actually, is Heavy Metal Queen. Like, it, it's so good. Just the music in it is fantastic. The plot line is hilarious because Faye and Spike are looking for this fucking one random guy that has a dragon tattoo. And Spike um is getting fucked on by, uh, what's it called? By the gang people, whatever. The, I don't remember. The fucking bounty hunters. Where he gets his ship destroyed. It's just funny. All, all is funny. I... I first half of this is is good. The plot lines is good. Um, I love Spike's puffy coat. The fact that that shows up in the first half of the series is fantastic. Spike is awesome. Everybody's great in the series. Can't wait for more Ed because Ed just gets better over time. So I can't wait for the second half of the season. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also 
always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first anime. anime.